Now, I don't say this often. I don't say this often. Now, I don't say this often. He's going to be a wild card in the league. We back. You know the drill. It's the wild cards crew. Coleman. Brandon. And your boy, Joshua. Let's hop into some major news. First up, we got Alabama defensive back, Tony Mitchell. He's doing some bad stuff. Let's hear it, Josh. Hey, he just wanted to be like Jalen Carter. That's for sure. I mean, what's wrong with the SEC these days? Bro? I don't know. 141. I was going to actually ask you a question, Josh. Who do you think would have won? In a race? In a race. Well, what car were they driving? Jalen Carter or this guy? Uh, definitely uh, this guy because obviously he didn't crash. Mm. Jalen Carter was in a track hawk, right? I have no idea. I think Hold he was in me. a track hawk. Yeah, I think so. Track hawk, dude. I just because like, I'm an avid NASCAR watcher and I just wanted to like see your opinion on sure, who you sure, thought sure. would have won. I'm going to say the Alabama guy because uh, just, I mean, 141. I don't think they clocked Jalen Carter, so on the speedometer. But Although it was get, too fast, did, it, they just didn't want to because they were embarrassed of how fast he was going. He did get caught, though, so did he really out? He didn't evade police very well. Well, yeah, know? he evaded for a, little, a bit of a bit of time. Yeah. And then let's, what, what did he get caught with, Brennan? Um, he was caught with 226 grams of marijuana. A loaded gun and more than seven thousand dollars in cash. So let's put let's put some things together. So we know the facts. What could he possibly have doing? Was he at a daycare picking up his kid up from school? Was he driving to get his his mom a birthday cake at the grocery store? What was he doing? What do, what do you guys think? I got a, I got a question for you real quick. Where where is he from? Alabama. Alabama. Okay. Who else is from Alabama? Henry Ruggs. Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. Henry Ruggs. Oh. They in the Alabama gang. Oh, just the the. They Crimson Tide for life. Oh, Crimson Tide. Okay, I see you. They ganging, you know. I mean, right. that much weed. What are you doing with that much weed? Just um, dude, that's just personal use, man. <laughs> Next, we got some big upsets in March Madness. Big weekend last week. I think this is one of the most exciting March Madnesses so far. I think that I can remember in recent history. Um, we had let's think. We had Purdue. Purdue, Purdue lost. That FDU. was probably the biggest game, well, without a doubt. That was the biggest game. Number the second. Arizona lost to Princeton. Oh yeah. Furman beat Virginia. Well, I mean, I predicted that one. So yeah, Furman was that was the least like, exciting out of like, the big upsets. I, I mean, I feel like that the way the game ended was really exciting though. Like yeah. I don't know what that Virginia guy was doing, but yep. he was throwing that stupid thing up. He got paid. That's for sure. Well, yeah, those um, are some some upsets. The probably the top three upsets. I think the Purdue versus FDU. That was the second time in history that a 16 seed has beat a number one seed. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, we all know that. Uh, the last time that happened was UMBC versus Virginia. I think it was 2016. There's 25 years ago. The day it happened. 20 no, no 2018. 2018. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. The math um, isn't mathing. So how's everybody's uh, bracket looking? I know mine's busted, bad, terrible. My, my uh, champion's already lost. At so. the end of the games on the first day, I was 336th in the world, tied. Yeah, well, when you make 25, Coleman, congratulations. Well, when you make 25, you do better, but I mean... They're, you know, I mean, I made 25, and I didn't do so yeah, good. Well, after, after the problem you had, Kentucky, you had Kentucky winning every single one. Well, no, I have Alabama winning two of them, but like, I had Kentucky going pretty far in all of them, so... And they let me down again. Well, I mean, that was... I saw that one coming. Nobody asked you, Brandon. Yeah, Absolutely you know. nobody asked. I will. Moving I'll on. ask you about something, Josh. How do you feel about John Morant coming back? You know, it's a parade inside my city. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. He came off the bench, dropped 17. Um, what do you guys think they're going to transition him into a starter again? Oh, Probably pretty soon. Yeah. Did they win the game last night? Yeah, 130 to 125. It might be slow to do it. I mean, if they're winning games, they don't really need him to get hurt. So they might slowly do it, but maybe not till playoff time. Good honestly. stuff, good stuff. A uh, couple of coaching changes in the world of college basketball. We have Rick Pitino 
leaving Iona to coach St. John's. Uh, and speaking of Iona, Tobin Anderson, the FDU, FDU coach who upset Purdue, he was talking his talk, and he it must have worked out because the guys at Iona, they heard him, the uh, athletic directors, and they, he's the new coach at Iona. So he fills Rick Pitino's spot. Another another coaching change, Ed Cooley, uh, Providence, he is going to Georgetown. Uh, after he they lost to Kentucky, Ed Cooley decided to get a, I'd say it's an upgrade, Providence to Georgetown. Still, still the Big East, but it is definitely a more... Uh, prestigious a more prestigious history there for sure and but um I, I do like the rick patino move to st john's i mean everything that he's done in the past you know he, he is a um religious man by all tales and st john's is a catholic school so you, you think it's a good fit i think it's a good fit and the way he coaches i really like of course coming from kentucky i got to i, I wasn't alive obviously but like <laughs> seeing what he did with kentucky i like and then I, his press conference he said there's some players that aren't going to be playing there no more because they don't love the game of basketball and they're not students of the game pretty much that's what he said in this press conference and kind of reminds me of how Deion sanders yeah. went into colorado and exactly. said that there's not it's, i think it's kind of a similar situation uh, obviously Deion sanders is probably a more <laughs> i mean I, they're do you think they're on similar levels when it comes to their their respective games i think so well i think as a coach Deion, yeah as, oh, a coach, as a coach yes well i think no, rick patino is a, a little coach. higher well no by far he's a higher uh, Deion Sanders is a relatively but, new coach. Yeah, everyone wants to go to Deion because he played. Yeah. yeah, but I think Deion's more like he did it for the wow factor. So, like, when he said, I'm bringing my Louie with me and stuff like that, Rick Pitino's like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I say Deion would be more flashy about saying stuff like oh, that. Oh, for sure. That's why they're the only school getting their spring their spring training, I think it's their or their spring game televised on ESPN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's excited. I mean, they got a lot of big transfers coming in, stuff like that. But back to Rick Pitino, I think he's going to – put St. John's on the map, maybe not next year, but like in the next five years, St. John's will be somebody to deal with in the Big East for sure. I think he can kind of do what maybe Kansas State did last year where they didn't have, they had a coaching change. They didn't have many of the, I mean, they had some players returning, sure, like Keontae Johnson Johnson transfer from Florida, and he performed out of his mind. Uh, And they are projected to do really well, and they did do really well. They're still in the, in the, in the Sweet 16, they beat Kentucky. Boo! <laughs> uh, after beating Montana State in the first round. Well, they, they played a night against Michigan State, so we'll see what they do, man. Yeah, but I think that it's the only maybe, time I ever root for Michigan State ever. I think Rick Pitino can do something with these guys, even though he said he's going to get rid of a few. I think St. John's in the past couple of years has been. I think one of their downfalls is have is they don't have like a really great schedule, and I think Rick Pitino's going to schedule some hard games to get his players field tested, and I think that's going to play well for them when it comes to March. Because you see them in the rankings, you see them in the AP Top 25, you see them making their way. But then when it comes to March, they always just don't shine. They don't shine because they don't have, um, they're not field tested, they're not battle tested. And I think Rick Pitino knows that. And he says, wow, I can take this program somewhere with these guys. Yeah, for sure. Moving on to the courtroom. This week on the docket, we have the issue of the Carolina Panthers' number one draft pick. Who are they taking? Who are they going to take? Recently, the Carolina Panthers traded, uh, as we know, a variety of of assets to receive the number one pick from Chicago. I think it was, they, they traded two first rounds and what was it? DJ Moore. DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. And uh, two more picks after that. I think they traded four picks in total and DJ Moore. Unbelievable. That's a hefty amount. So we're going to discuss who we think, we're going to discuss who we think they're going to choose with the number one pick, which quarterback. We have Brandon as the prosecution and we have Josh as the defense. Brandon has chosen CJ Stroud as his pick if he was the Carolina Panthers head off or front office and Josh has chosen Bryce Young. And since Bryce Young is currently favored in the odds, the Vegas odds, I think MGM has them uh going higher. We're going to have Bright or we're going to have Josh be the defense and Brandon be the prosecution. Since the prosecution Brandon has the burden of proof, I'm going to ask Brandon to please start with his opening statement. So Brandon, please come take the stage. 
and raise your right hand. Is it raised? Yes. All right. I don't want to turn around. I'm kind of I'm kind of sitting in my chair here. I'm feeling myself. What do you mean by that? Brennan, repeat after me. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance. To the bag. To the bag. And trappers around the United States. <laughs> and trappers around the United States. All right, Brennan. Please give us your opening statement. Well, all I'm saying is, if I'm the Carolina Panthers right now, and I have the first overall pick, I'm taking CJ Stroud. You know, to me, he's the better player. As a Michigan fan, facing him in the Big Ten. Dude, judge. All right, I ask the, I ask the, the defense to shut the hell up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud, incredible player. You know, last year he threw 41 touchdowns, six interceptions for 3,688 yards. You know, to me, that's incredible. I mean, I've heard, I couldn't do that. I know Josh can't do that. Look at him. Um, and the year before that, he threw for 44 touchdowns and almost 4,500 yards. You know, he averages about eight and a half to nine yards per pass um his pass rating is you know great his completion percentage is i would say a little low i mean 68 percent could he could improve that and he's taller than bryce young i mean bryce young i just googled is like 510 doesn't have that pocket presence like cj stroud who's 6'3 218 pure muscle qbr of 889 i mean straight unit I don't know why you would want to give that up. And to me, I think he's a better fit with the Panthers because they just got Adam Thielen. They have Hayden Hurst. I'm pretty sure they got that tight end. You know, he, they just got those two guys. Um, Panthers have a new coach, Frank Reinch, who is from, just came from Indianapolis. So he probably, you know, knows a thing or two with C.J. Stroud, you know. So that's why I think they should take him. I think um, – if he was to fall, I don't think he fits with the Texans as much as he would fit with the Panthers. And I just like, I like the idea of him and Carolina and the NFC. Because in the NFC South, the QB situation is, I would say, poor. I mean, they just got Derek Carr for the Saints. Bucks have Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. And then the Falcons have Desmond Ryder. So I think it's really up to, the NFC South is wide open. I think the Panthers, if drafting C.J. Stroud, they might be able to shock the Saints and take first place. All right. Uh, thank you, Brandon, for that a very <laughs> extended, long, probably way too long opening statement. I now ask you to sit back down in your seat, and I ask, I ask Josh to take the stand. Oh, I'm sorry, Judge. I just woke up from my nap. Mm, it's all right. But do you need a second to collect yourself? No, I'm good. It's all a right. pretty easy argument well, for me. Walk up to the stand, please. and no, Please uh, explain. Raise your right hand. Is it raised? What's up? All right, good. Thank you. Uh, and I ask you to repeat after me. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance. To the bag. To the bag. And trappers around the United States. And trappers around the United States. All right, I don't like the attitude, but we'll continue. Please pr pr present your opening statement in a concise amount of time. Use some brevity, please. Yeah, I'll try to do a little bit better than my uh, competitor, my uh, prosecution over here, Brandon. Dude, <clears throat> y'all could have stopped me. I mean, I was just... Uh, judge, this is my time. Yeah, this is his time. Thank you. To shine. So, um, Bryce Young, obviously clear-cut, in my opinion, the favorite. Or if I was Carolina, I don't think Carolina would take him just because I saw a video and things of that nature that they look like they're going to take C.J. Stroud and, again, ruin their franchise's uh, chances to win anything. Um, Bryce Young, six foot, 194 pounds on the uh, ESPN site. 
So I don't know where Brandon's getting his information from. <clears throat> don't. Um, and so last year he had a completion percentage of 64.5%, 3,328 yards, 32 touchdowns, five interceptions, uh, QB rating of 86.2. And the year before that, he did even better winning, of course, winning the Heisman as a sophomore, uh, 66, um, well, pretty much 67% completion percentage, almost 5,000 yards, uh, 47 touchdowns and seven interceptions. I mean, let's be real. I don't think uh, CJ Stroud did that good. Um, and my my opinion is uh, CJ Stroud is playing against competition like Michigan that got beat by TCU, <laughs> that got absolutely destroyed in at Georgia. He could CJ Stroud. Did he even win a game against Michigan? Nope. Okay. Which is great because as a Michigan fan, Ohio State's terrible. Yeah, but he didn't win a game against a competition that lost to TCU that got blown out by Georgia. I don't think we have to be reminded by that. In the SEC, it means more, which is their motto. Um, but my thing is, uh, he played against stiffer competition that got him ready to be pro-ready. That is exactly what Carolina needs. If they're going to take over the NFC South like you think they will, they're going to need somebody that's protested and pro-ready. Mm. Unless they get Tom Brady back on their team. I don't think they're going to the, uh, do anything really this year. I think they'll still be second or third in the NFC South, which is a terrible division. But my thing is, if you want to build around a quarterback, it's going to have to be uh, Bryce Young. I know uh, his stature is not as great as C.J. Stroud's, but I still think he hasn't been so injury-prone. I mean, he I don't All think right, he's got injured that much. Hold on, I'm getting there. And I just want to ask Brandon, for later on reference, how many Ohio State quarterbacks are in the NFL right now? You don't have to answer. Oh, I mean. You, I don't, you don't have to answer. You don't have to answer. And how good are they doing? We'll get to that later. But well, that's, that's my case. Well, I ask both uh, the prosecution and the defense to start using proper grammar when they speak. And uh, I, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I thank Josh for his opening statement. Another very, very lengthy, non-concise <laughs> piece of literature. Can you get to it, Judge? Yeah. Are you sleepy uh, up there? I mean, after that performance by both you guys, I'm, a, I'm relatively sleepy, yes. Should we call you Joe? Sure. You can go ahead and do that. <laughs> Um, speaking of Joe, Joe Burrow, LSU, LSU, Ohio State are two teams that play Division One football. Thank you. Now, let's move on. And <laughs> yeah, what was that? <laughs> Thanks for giving us the obvious statement right there, Judge. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I want to move back to Brandon. I want you to respond to what Josh asked you. What, the Ohio State? I mean, they have Justin Fields, I know. Um, that's How's he doing? Justin Fields, he's one of, I would say... The Bears' record, terrible. They just traded away the first pick. But I would say Justin Fields will have a better season than he did last year. He has the running capability that C.J. Stroud does not have. He's a but, running back. Yeah, basically. But, I mean, as a Lions fan, I can't like the Bears. But I feel like Justin Fields, he is what we would call that wild card back there. Because he has that running capability. He ha he could throw the deep ball if he wants. But he doesn't have the receivers who can catch it? And with the addition of DJ Moore, I think he'll do better. So you you would want uh, Justin Fields to lead your team? No, I that, okay, I would that's not. All I, was asking. No. Okay. I think his decision making needs a lot of work. What, okay, let me ask Josh. Name an Alabama quarterback in the NFL. Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones. Oh, Taylor Hur Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma now. No, he he no. he only spent one season Oklahoma. <laughs> okay, then I could he say played, I could say Joe Burrow. No, is in Ohio Joe State Burrow didn't play a game for Ohio State. He still went there. No. Jalen Hurts played Went two there. full seasons at Alabama. I think that's fair, Brendan. I think that I think that Jalen Hurts is an Alabama quarterback, and I think okay, Joe okay. Burrow is an LSU okay, quarterback. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Judge. Well, I mean, I can also say that Alabama has a better receiving course. I mean, they have 
better players to throw to. The SEC, they have to play against better defenses as well. Yeah, but when, you know, Alabama lost to Tennessee, I'm pretty sure Alabama, they lost two games this year. Yeah. Oh, okay, and? well, clearly. It's SEC. Clearly, it's hard. have that it's winning hard. capability. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I think if uh, Michigan or Ohio State would play Georgia, well, actually, Ohio State did play Georgia, and they lost. Yeah. Uh, it was a yeah, good game. Don't won. get me wrong. It was a good it game. It was 42 to 41. It was high-power offense. But yeah, you, okay. And, but you, you want to hear his stats against an SEC team? I don't care. Four touchdowns, three hundred and forty-eight yards. Yeah, but who was he playing against on the other side of the ball? Stinson Bennett. Stinson Bennett was throwing with him the whole game. So you're going to compare CJ Stroud to Stinson Bennett right now? Uh, no, okay. you're you're the one comparing. I know, but that's the game you're talking. About. That's what the game we're talking about right now. Stinson Bennett was out throwing CJ Stroud. Silence. Exactly. Oh, Thank I, was, you. I was still trying to figure out. Uh, 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 State uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's just, it was a great offensive game. Defenses weren't played that well in that game. But my thing is, I mean, it's just, he played, Bryce Young played against stiffer competition with more NFL ready players. All right. CJ Stroud did. Thank you, Brennan. Or sorry. Thank you, Josh. I now ask both defendants one question Who is the more NFL ready quarterback? Well, obviously, we have to. Defend our person. I mean, I think C.J. Stroud's more NFL ready. And why? I mean, no, my but no, we'll let Josh go first because I went first last time. So right, Josh, that's fair. Well, obviously it's Bryce Young, and he 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 just said he, he plays in the SEC. No, but he said he obviously had to defend his person. So obviously he doesn't think he's that yes, I, well known of a thing. You know what I'm saying? He he was thinking about picking Bryce Young. Don't lay out of you. No, I wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> even close. Anyway, but no, I think Bryce Young is. I, he was in a more uh, pro style offense. At Alabama, and um, he played with. I mean, who was his uh, offensive head coach? I mean, offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. Uh, he used to coach in the NFL with the Texans, so I mean, he he knows a thing or two about uh, uh, offenses. And NFL how was offenses. the Texans' record? I don't care. He's still an NFL head coach, so he knows a little bit about NFL offenses. So he's getting his quarterback and uh, offense ready for the NFL. I think it's important to ask what kind of offense are the Panthers going to run? Um, the current offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown, uh, he joined from the the Rams, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the Rams, he was in a he was a running back coach, like a tight end coach, and then assistant head coach at the Rams uh, after he played in, or after he was a college coach. And he was with the Rams when they won their Super Bowl. I think he joined the Rams back in 2020. Uh, he, I think when the Rams won in 2021, uh, or sorry, 2020, 2021, no, 2022. I was when the Rams won. I think that he uh, played a big part in that as an assistant head coach. I think you, they do just because it says assistant doesn't mean he wasn't a part of the, the the team, the lineup, the the work that went into it. And I think that it's that it, it really matters a lot what type of offense that they're going to run in Carolina. I just have a question: Who is the quarterback for the that Rams team? Stafford. Stafford. Where does Stafford play ball? Georgia. Where where uh, what conference is Georgia in? Okay, that's I think that's kind of irrelevant. SEC. He was pro ready. And he pro he, ready. He, he's Stafford been, he's spent like for ten a long years time. on the Lions. But my bro. thing is, I just I, he was he was ready to come in the league, and he put he yeah he went first overall. Yeah, he played good with the Lions too, did he not? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess one playoff appearance is pretty good, but I feel like that's like saying Jeffrey Dahmer since he went to Ohio State. I think that's like C.J. Stroud's a isn't that yeah, kind of like saying C.J. Stroud's going to eat up that league? Bro. Yeah, he's going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer didn't go to Ohio yeah, State, yeah, he did. did he? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was in Milwaukee. <laughs> he was yeah. Milwaukee well, killer, Milwaukee. but he went to Ohio State. He went to Ohio State. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I couldn't watch it. It was bad. It was bad. I couldn't watch it. 
I feel like it's, it's hard to say that, like, just because he played in a specific conference, that, that means he played against tougher... I mean, sure, you could say that SEC is tougher competition, but Big Ten has a, a very high competition when you think of teams, uh, especially the Ohio State-Michigan game. I mean, that's, like, the number Name one another. Uh, I mean, in, in uh, years where Iowa, in years that Iowa is, doing I mean, when better, Penn I think State, Iowa, when Penn Iowa? State's pretty Penn, good, yeah, Penn State, Iowa's not bad. Who does Penn State play outside the Big Ten though? They don't play anybody in our non-conference. They, it's college football, Josh. They don't usually play non-conference teams. Yeah, they play like teams. three. Yes, they do. Games. They play like five. Who'd Al- yeah, Alabama played Alabama Austin plays, P University. Uh, That's Alabama like does Al- play like mid majors. Yeah, Hold on, play, let me look. Bro, my friend plays for Austin P. Bro, I, I don't care. I do not care. Okay, uh, please be respectful. Yeah. He's I, know, a I know this is a heated debate. Well, I think dude, Josh is just like, SEC's better. SEC, that's not proven that Bryce Young is better. You're just saying that. He, he played against better competition. Okay. Alabama played against Texas last year. That was a good non-conference game. Let's look at Ohio State's schedule. Brandon, please make an argument for that. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Alabama did not play anyone. Thank good. you, bro. Alabama. They only played one, Ohio two, three. Kentucky didn't four. they play Kentucky? They played four non-conference games. Yeah, because you—that's all—that's how many they play. I know. But I'm just saying. All right, non-conference games. Okay. So Ohio State. Won. Ohio State played Notre Dame. One twenty-one ten. Notre Dame was not that good. Not as good as Texas. Okay. Yeah. Right. Notre Dame. Okay. Um, Arkansas State. They should have won. Obviously, they won that. Toledo out of conference. Um. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they played Georgia in the Peach Bowl. I mean, but. Alabama played Kansas State and beat them by 25. Okay. And TCU beat Kansas State, and TCU beat Michigan that beat Ohio State, if we're going to go by that. Oh, my. What are, what are your connections here? I mean, dude, I'm connecting the dots the transitive here. property does <laughs> yeah. not work in what? sports. I'm just saying, if, I, if I'm going back to the argument that we should be making. This is getting kind of messy. Let's get back to the argument. Bryce Young is played in a tougher league and played better ball through two seasons that make me feel like he's more NFL ready and he's had more NFL experienced head coaches coaching him. All right, is that's, that your final statement? That's it. I mean, I, I don't know what else you want from me. I don't need anything from you besides a, a nice <laughs> You day, need me! A nice day on the beach. You know, maybe a relaxing sunset with drinks on our hands. All right, that's enough. All Please, right, God. Brandon, Brandon, I ask <laughs> your statement, Brandon, please. <laughs> Brandon, I ask you to please present your your final statement for the courtroom. Okay. And I make mean, it short and sweet, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, final statement. C.J. Stroud had a higher QBR with 88.9. He threw for more touchdowns, second in college football at 41, and then he threw for the 13th most yards at 3,688. To me, you're telling me he's not NFL ready? You're lying, Josh. I think... CJ Stroud. I didn't say he wasn't in for hey, hey, hey. I said speak. he's not as Dude, in he's interrupting. Well, you this is my me. time. You misquoted. Okay, whatever, dude. And he threw for one more interception. But all I'm saying, CJ Stroud, clear number one in my eyes. That's, you know, my final statement has to be brief. So I just think that CJ Stroud should go number one because he's clearly, I think. Um, the Panthers' offense is going to be more pass first. Uh, they did just add Miles Sanders, and I think they're adding weapons because they know that CJ Stroud's got that dog. Who are you going to pass to? Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst. Who's Bryce Young going to throw to on the freaking Houston Texans? He couldn't name one. I wasn't talking about the Houston Texans. We're talking about Carolina. Well, if Bryce Young goes second, who's he going to throw to? Uh, he's not going second. I'm Adam Thielen's going to be the number one receiver on the Carolina Panthers as of yes. now, and then that's it. 
I mean, they have Chenault Jr.'s not bad. Terrence Marshall Jr.'s not you bad. Can you say his first name? Because I don't want to, you know, Judge said we need literature, good literature. I'm trying to make my statement stronger. And if C.J. Stroud goes to the Panthers, they'll have that veteran QB of Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton will pass on his knowledge to C.J. Stroud. Yeah, that's who I really want mentoring my quarterback. Oh, you don't want is the red. You don't rocket. want a veteran QB and not Andy Dalton. I'd rather have I mean, like Jay Cutler or something. Okay, well, what? That, that's, that is, that's, that's the worst. most. No, Jay Cutler is that guy, man. I like Jay Cutler. As a dude, I don't know as an NFL player. But oh, as yeah, a dude, as I like a dude, sure. It's like Blake Bortles, Jay, Jay Cutler. They're yeah, cool guys. Those, those guys are cool. But anyway, all right, that's the statement. Finally, Brandon makes a statement. Thank you, Brandon and Josh, for your final statements. The judge will now go into deliberation with his jury of no one else but himself. And I will come back when I have reached a verdict. All right, the judge has returned with his verdict and will now read it to the court. In the case of the Carolina Panthers' decision to either draft C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young as number one overall in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Honorable Judge Coleman presiding, the handsome, beautiful, 6'3", taller than both C.J. Stroud. 5'3". Wait, are you 6'3", 218? Uh, 220. Oh, oh, damn, you might need to be picked number one overall. Well, I mean, that's, I mean that's, that was actually my ruling. Middle no, linebacker, maybe. Okay, here we go. Um, I find Josh... The defendant, not guilty. Yeah. Lies. Yeah, we out Kill free, him. boy. Basically, all it boils down to is pro-ready and the style of the Panthers. Um, actually, I can't say that because the style of the Panthers is CJ Stroud. Um, okay, well, when, when we look back on this podcast and you see CJ Stroud's like killing the NFL over Bryce Young. I'm sure he will. Y'all are both going to get on your knees. What do you mean by that? And you're going to give me $100 each. Uh, okay. So what happens when I, Bryce Young's doing good? What do you mean by that? If what? Bryce Young's doing good, Josh, I'll give you twenty bucks, dude. All right, well, doing well. Three years, doing well. All right. Um, basically, all it boils down to is who I think is a more pro style ready quarterback, and I think that is Bryce. So Young. You're going, you're going over. I think, think pro ready over stats, dude. Stats don't lie, bro. I know, but like, let's look at who won the Heisman. Yeah, Bryce Young won it last year. Yeah, this year was still, Caleb Williams. He's still the same player, dude. He's still the same guy. Just the same guy that lost two. Two games this year in the SEC. All right. Okay. Go yeah. Ahead. And he lost. And okay. Oh, I'll order State's in the only play. Order only in time the court. Playing at SEC play. Time, order in the court. Order in the court. Yeah, by one. They lost by they one. Still order lost. in the court. Alabama lost and to LSU. And L. L. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. L is an L. Okay. Uh, That's why Alabama didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> I think that is because you're you're pro that is important to point out. Point that is important to point out how Alabama did not make the playoffs. That's all I'm gonna say, dude. I I. I, I do think that the Panthers will select CJ Stroud because yeah, that. What's the point of the courtroom? The point. Well, the point who of this is the, better. Who do I think is better? Who I think will do who would you more for the Panthers? Have? And I'm not saying that I As know more than NFL scouts, but I I've do. seen player like these players like these play out in the NFL. We've seen players like these from Alabama, from Ohio State play. Yeah, out in the NFL. look, and at I them. think they're I nowhere. AJ McCarron selling cars. Tua before he got hurt. Tua doesn't even know he's in Miami. Jalen Hurts had a stacked Eagles offense. I mean, uh, you, you're telling me if you put Andy Dalton on that team that they go as far as they did? All right, thank you. That's all you I needed. That's Andy all I needed. Well, because they, they put in Gardner Minshew and he can't do anything, but all Gardner Minshew's not good. I would rather exactly. take Joe Burrow over these guys any day. Well, yeah, but and Joe Burrow <laughs> played at Ohio State for a year. Thank you. Didn't play. This is this is one of the weakest dra- uh, NFL. QB draft classes I've ever seen. I don't know. Well, I like wouldn't say the weakest, but I, I said one of. I think I think it has not been this bad for a while. Literally, besides of course last they year, they took they took Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter. Yeah, um, besides of course last year, uh, I think this is a very very weak draft class. 
I think it's pretty strong, to be honest with you. So I'm the exact opposite of you. That's well, I think I think that they're rated high, sure, but I think that the, they'll play out poorly. They don't. I, I I mean, I just don't see how these guys are going to be like you know the the Joe Burrows, Jalen Hurts's of 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 the NFL for the next couple of years. I don't see right, it happening. So, so I win, right? That's that's all I care about. Sure. Yes. All right, man, I guess you I win. Big, what is the record now in the courtroom, Josh? Versus three and one, I think. I'm three. Wait, and how one. many times have we done Booty, it? Booty, man. This is the did fourth we do time. it on the first episode? Time. No, we didn't. No, this is the fourth three edition of the courtroom, and Josh is leading three to one. Yeah. Oh, it just feels good to be a winner in here, man. I'm sure it does. Kind of like, not like Kentucky, though. Brandon don't know what a winning feels like, man. He yeah, never okay. Well, you know, CJ Stroud knows what winning's like, so. He didn't win the national championship, dum-dum. Neither did Bryce Strong. Uh, and? <laughs> okay, what's your and? point, then? And? So yeah, Stenson yeah. Bennett did, so that means he should go number one, right? No. Stenson okay, Bennett's like you. 25, dude. He should literally right, go to let's McDonald's. let's move on, move on to NBA awards. Let's move on to the NBA awards. So each of us, we have... We have put down all six official NBA awards, and we have added two additional ones. Three. And we have added three additional ones of our own. The Wild Card Award, the Joker Award, and the Best Poker Face Award. And we'll explain those when we get to them. But we do have the six original ones that the NBA sponsors. The MVP, the Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Rookie of the Year. So we will go through those now. So these will be our picks, not who we think is going to win we think should win as professional NBA analysts and who should be probably have our own show on ESPN, you know, TNT. Yeah. I mean, no one cares about first take. Yeah. They should just get rid of Kendrick Perkins contract and like give us the money where we can be on there. Yeah. We'll split I it. Think, we'll I think split Ernie it. Johnson is good, but besides that, they need to get rid of everyone else. Shaq, you know, Kenny. I have Stephen A on just for a little bit, just to clown him. Stephen A can be on just so we can see his hairline slowly recede back as the years go by. What about Max Kellerman? Would you let him on? Oh, oh. sure. He's I want Iguodala. <laughs> that would be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Today. All right, so now we're going to talk about the MVP. MVP. So who wants to start off with their pick? Um, well, you can because, you know, All going right. down the list. Sure, I'll start off. When it comes to MVP, you want a guy who is European and white. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about you, not me. I'm you, you're the one I, that picked him. Yeah, that doesn't mean I want a year a white European. <laughs> I mean, that's what he is. <laughs> that's what he is, We're and just proving it out. When you look at an MVP, what you want is consistency. You want this is a season. This is a non-playoff award. This is an award that's for the regular season. The MVP is or is it is it a regular season award? Do you guys agree? Yes or no? Um, it shouldn't be really, but yeah, it is. While the Joker. Nikola Jokic has declined in the past couple weeks. I think that he still holds an edge over Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not even to mention the other guy that we'll get to later on this list, which Josh has picked. Not even not even close. He's not even on the list. But we're talking about my pick now, so let's move on. My pick, like I said, is Nikola Jokic. I think that first year. I think that Nikola Jokic will be one the what is it the fourth player to have a three peat in terms of MVP. I think Larry Bird did it. I think Wilt Chamberlain and who else did it? Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, but I think though he will be amongst the greats when it comes to efficiency. I think that, I mean, you you can argue that his MVP se- MVP seasons weren't you know as individually great as those those were, but I still think that he's an MVP. Uh, and the reason I think that is because of his efficiency. I, uh, the Denver Nuggets are the most efficient team in the league by far. Their four starters are in the top, I think, five when it comes to NBA efficiency this year. So he has a good team. So he has a good team. Sure. But you can't act like the other players on this list don't have good teams. These are all good teams who have great records. But yes, he has a very good team. But he's the most efficient out of those players. Except for, I think, I think Aaron Gordon might be listed higher than him for some reason. Um, but, of course, he doesn't play as much as Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic plays more. His defense is kind of lackluster when it, um, compared to the other players on the MVP list. But he's the most efficient and explosive offensive 
force I think we have seen in a long time when it comes to efficiency. Um, and it really shows in the, both Denver's record and his stats. Uh, a lot of people who hate on Nikola Jokic mention his stats uh, and they say, oh, you like to use, they, they mention the fact that all people do to back him up is use stats. Oh, this isn't math class. I don't like using advanced metrics. If you're scared of numbers, you can just say so. And you can go back to your little arithmetic class and you can, I don't know how to do this problem. Go on Khan Academy, learn a few lessons, you know, watch a few videos, take a few courses. All right. I don't want to hear it. I want you to look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Numbers do not lie. Say it with me, guys. Numbers do not lie. Say it with me. Numbers. My name is Josh and I am 200 pounds. All right. I think Scales are not lying. Exactly. All right. Whatever. How tall are you coming? Five four. I am. Or did five you grow overnight? I grew. If I'm, if I was five four yesterday, I grew about five inches overnight because I am a whopping five nine paint beast board That's cleaner. Such a lie. Plate cleaner. Coleman you know, is not five nine. If he's five nine, I'm six. Th I'm six six. Dude, you're not. You're not league bound. That's all that matters. All right, we're talking about the MVP of the NBA here, not the MVP of the court of the courtroom. All right, because we all know that's the. That's judge. me, obviously. Okay, you know whatever. That. Okay, I, hey, I, back, three hey, and back, one. You hey, know, what hey, back back on course. Back right, on course. Bad, sorry. I'm gonna do my final statement for why I think Joker's the MVP. Thank God, finally getting to it. Uh, I don't think that we should. Uh, my final my aspect of why I think uh, some people argue that against him because that he's won two in a row, that this isn't as good as the other MVPs. And sure, this season, if he wins MVP, which he will, this will not be as good of an MVP season as his 2021 and 2022 MVPs. But you can't take other MVPs into consideration. I think that's like the 75th, 100th, 200th factor that you can uh, use. I mean, you have to go, by that time, you're comparing toenail lengths. All right, like you're comparing okay. what, the color of their nose hairs. All right, you're not really doing anything at that point. I don't think that you can use those, those, uh, those past MVP seasons as reasons why he should not be the MVP this year. All Thank right. you. Thank you so much for that long, lengthy you're welcome. explanation. You know, you're really welcome. Did you even provide his stats in there? <laughs> I don't <laughs> need to. Not. They speak for themselves. He's the top of everything. All right, all right. I'm going to go with a much uh, outside the uh, realm of – I feel like he may not get it, honestly, but I feel like this is my N uh, NBA MVP, uh, Jason Tatum, my light-skinned brother. And uh, even though he's from Duke, I, I don't like people from Duke. So it, it takes a lot for me to say that I enjoy watching Jason Tatum play. Uh, he is averaging over 30 points, uh, about nine rebounds, and about five assists on 46% field goal percentage. I mean, that's, I mean, what else do you want? Do you want him to average 40 next time? Or Yes. Um, my thing is, it's just he le he's leading his team to a good record. Uh, number two, wait, wait, hold on, I have it up. Number two. Number two against the Bucks, obviously, uh, two and a half games behind. Uh, they have a better record than the 76ers, which has another MVP uh, candidate that we'll talk about later. So I feel like he's leading his team better than that one. And um, Well, some could say his team is better. Well, you could say that. I mean, yeah, but he, he's averaging over 30 points a game. So you take Jason Tatum away and put somebody that's averaging 15 a game, That's gonna they're not going to be in the playoffs. So my thing is he's the most valuable to his team. Again, against Coleman's point, the Joker, their whole team is very efficient. So I think even if you put a less efficient center that can pass a little less and he can probably play defense a little bit better, I think that team's still really good. Uh, yes, the Joker makes them better, I agree, but he's not the most valuable of that team. Um, and again, with the 76ers, I feel like Joel, or the other MVP candidate we'll talk about later, um... If you put another center in there like Anthony Davis or a um, who, who else? Bam Adebayo, that you you don't get the same result. You don't get the same result. Okay, I was but about you to get say. you get the same defense. You don't get the same offense. Yeah, 
but I feel like that team still makes the playoffs. So I, I say the Celtics will probably still make the playoffs, but it'd be a lot harder on Jalen Brown to be number one guy. Right now he's doing a great job of being number two. And I agree that as an MVP, it should be the most valuable. So I'm, I'm thinking, I, for me personally, I feel like Jason Tatum is the most valuable to his team. And without him, they wouldn't be where they are right now. And that's just, that's how it is. And he's, he's putting up great numbers. So both of those things go hand in hand. So I, I, that's why I picked Jason Tatum. Even though he probably won't get it, I, I do enjoy watching him. All right, Brandon, who's your pick? Um, my pick's Joel Embiid. Um, after the All-Star break, um, he had... 10 games where he scored more than 30 points. One time he had 42. Um, he's averaging 33.5 points after the All-Star break. I believe he's averaging, this year, he's averaging 33.2 the whole season. Um, he's shooting above 50% from field goal, and he's getting 10 boards a game. Um, so he's averaging a double-double. Um, you know, he doesn't have the assists like Joker, but I... Joker averages a triple-double. Yeah, I know. I, I, that's why I just said he doesn't have the assists. But I feel like if you took Joel Embiid off the 76ers, they'd still be good, but they wouldn't be third in the East right now. They'd, they'd probably be 7-8 because, you know, Harden, Maxi, those guys are great. But without Embiid to bring it all together and, you know, his free throw merchant skills, like Coleman says, mm. you know, he gets... Yeah, Coleman loves he, that. He gets 10 free points a game when he averages, you know, he gets 12 free throw attempts, 10 makes per game. So, I mean... How yeah, many I mean, messages to the refs before the game does he average on his phone? Zero, dude. Joel Embiid is, I would say. Like, how, how many bank transfers occur before the game? Oh, and before before we get too far deep into this, I just want to mention also Jason Tatum has played 68 games while Joel Embiid has only played 59 and uh, Jokic has only played, where's he at, where's he at? Uh, 65. So he's played the most games out of all three of them. And I, I, I think the youngest. And I think that should be another thing to be considered, like yeah, to like win the, an like NBA DeMar award. Rosen said to they, win, to win an NBA award. Seventy-eight games minimum played to win MVPs. So. Well, I think seventy-five. Because I mean, if you're hurt, like your ankle is like it's a rolled. lot of talk coming yeah. from from Demar Derozan. But Demar Derozan is, I would say, he's well built respected. like a potato chip. He's a well-respected player in the NBA. Oh, for sure. I'm just saying. Yeah, but he's built like a potato he, chip. If he didn't play seventy-eight games, like he just said, he probably wouldn't feel like he deserved the award. Right. And I just, I, I agree with that one hundred percent. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. All right, go ahead. Sorry, Brandon. That's like no, not calling fine. into work. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly. Like, it's calling in sick for a lot. You no, know? that's, I, I guess, but missing only four games out of eighty-two games, that's that's pretty good. I mean, I, sometimes I, I don't show up to class. You know, I'm a little tired. That's like, I mean, you're I, just lazy. I'm well. Yes, there's that. I just think, um, Embiid, like. You know, the Nuggets are stacked, I'm, but we can't blame them. It's all draft picks besides Aaron Gordon, I believe, in, like, their starting five. So they just drafted good. Um, well. Well, my fault. Joel's my MVP. I think he's had a great season. He'll have another great season next year, and he'll carry the 76ers to, a, I don't know, the playoff practice right now, but I think they'll be in at least the semifinals in the East and the conference. So. All right. I all think right. that's a good, I think good it's discussion good about MVP. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next award that we have. Um, I think we're going to go. Let's go in order of. Let's go in order of how prestigious the awards are. So I think after MVP, which is obviously the most prestigious award, DP award. Um, I think Defensive Player of the Year is the second most prestigious award in the NBA. Mm -hmm. So, you guys, you guys, good with me starting? Yeah, so we'll keep right. the same order. So my uh, my player that I think will win Defensive Player of the Year is Brooke Lopez. Um, laugh all you want. Milwaukee Bucks love Brooke Lopez. 
They need him. He's a fear. I mean, dude, he looks scary. Like he's, he, I mean, he kind of reminds me of, I mean, they're both European. I, I, he kind of looks like Nikola Jokic in a way, which is also kind of scary. He just has that, that build of him that like, you know, if he's walking around with this girl in the downtown city, you don't want to like even look at him or else I feel like you're going to get plummeted and turn into a, a pothole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't, I'm kind of scared of him. I don't even know if I should be talking about him. Cause if I say like a, a stat, he doesn't like, he's going to come to my house and just, did you say he's door. not the best Lopez brother? Did I hear that? Oh, what? I said, if I, if I said, if I don't say a stat about him, I never said anything about him being, he's obviously the best Lopez brother. Uh-huh. Um, you better say that now. Well, well yeah. did you see that video of him defending Giannis? I yeah, mean, I saw that. Uh, if it was I was the Kings, like that, right? I think my freaking back would have broke. Was that Trey Lyles? Uh, who yeah. did that? Yeah. Th- there was a game versus the Kings a couple weeks ago. Um, or maybe I think it was like last week or something um, where he defended Giannis after Trey Lyles kind of dribbled around him or did something like it was kind of a interesting situation. Uh, he was kind of talking some trash. Uh, but yeah, they, I think they both got thrown out of the game there. Um, uh, but yeah, he has been completely owning the Bucks paint. Uh, Giannis, as we know, I mean, he's not the he's not the worst defensive player, but he's not the best. Uh, but yeah, he. He's contested, I think, over 1,200 shots, which is insane, uh, which is ahead of Evan Mobley, who's doing pretty well, uh, who's only done 775. Uh, but for a second-year player, that's pretty well. But he's up and away, far and away, the most contested shots in the league. Uh, he's ro- risen in the ladder recently because of his uh, performances. He has like a couple couple games with a lot of blocks. Uh, they've beaten some pretty pretty great teams there. The Bucks are a really great team. Uh, he's solid on both ends. He's a, he's a really good offensive player. Uh, you know, besides the fact that he looks like a, a, a walking thumb, he looks like that thumb from Spy Kids. Uh, those like thumbs that were on that spaceship. I remember. Uh, you know, you know what I'm talking uh, about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he fell just one block short of uh, tying the franchise record for the most blocks in a game uh, when he when they played the Nets. Um, but yeah, he had nine blocks in that game when they beat the Nets, 118 to 113. He's basically. I think up and away. He's averaging 22 points, almost seven boards, um, over two assists, and he's averaging three blocks a game, which is really, really, really insane. I just want to say points and uh, assists don't really matter in this category, but that's okay. They don't. They don't, but I also, I'm just trying to show that he's effective. He is well-rounded, yes. I know, he's a two-way He's on a good team. Yeah. Um, And uh, he's also a really great shooting percentage, Um, but yeah, that's where, where it comes down to is the defense, so I need to go over the defense. The defense uh, that Brook Lopez has been playing is really, really great. Basically, overall, I think that Brook Lopez, when it comes to his defensive stats, has been the up and away winner of Defensive Player of the Year, and I think he will win it when it comes when it gets announced later this year. All right. Well, uh, moving on to me. Thank goodness. Um, I picked a guy that is out of everybody's like uh, circle of who think who's actually going to win it probably. But I do like to pick these um, younger guys that make an impact that people don't talk about too much. I'm going to pick Walker Kessler. Even though he's a rookie, I, I do believe he's he's made a great impact on the defense end, which is what this award is all about. Though he's only he's not doing great on the offensive end. I mean, it doesn't really matter for this award. He's averaging eight rebounds a game, and he's uh, averaging 2.3 blocks a game with half a steal, which is not great. But, I mean, He's, he's a big guy. He's supposed to be there to protect the rim, and that's exactly what he's done. He knows his role as a, a part of the Utah Jazz organization, and that's to block shots and be a presence on the defense end, which is what he's doing. Um, now, like I said, I don't think he's going to actually win the award. Maybe not, but um, for me, that this is who I'd pick because I don't see anybody making this kind of impact, especially like he had a lot of buzz a few weeks into like the season when he was doing these things, 
And people were like, well, I didn't believe, I didn't think he could do it. I didn't think he could do it. And he came out and showed everybody wrong. He, he, he made an impact, uh, what he needed to do. And um, I think we'll actually hear his name a lot through the next few years if he stays healthy. And as the Jazz become uh, more legitimate contenders. Um, but if he progresses the way he's going, I think he won a few more DPO-wise. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like him. So. Uh, that's, that's a good person. Um, for Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to go with Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, granted, he has played less games than both of y'all's players. He's only played 55 games this year. But he is averaging three blocks a game, which is the most in the NBA. And he's also averaging one steal per game. And um, he also has a defensive rating of 104.9 this season. And I think he's a perfect piece for the Grizzlies. You know, now that John Morant's back, um, they, they're they going to make a deep run in the playoffs. Um, it's a raid inside my city. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just think Darren Jackson Jr., I think he was – did he, he didn't win last year, right? No, I think Marcus Smart won. He might have been robbed last year. That's just my opinion. But I think he's doing a great job this year. You know, three blocks per game. That's kind of like me playing Coleman every time Coleman goes into the lane. I, you know, I just send his stuff back to the freaking wall. Good one. But good one. Dude, <laughs> last night, the other night I was playing with y'all, I literally didn't have to jump to block Coleman's shot. I was working on my my uh, my hop step. Your yeah. lazy layup. Okay, anyway, I just think Jaron Jackson Jr., I wouldn't say he's like the clear pick because, you know, if he plays less games, obviously his block percentage is going to be higher, but that's my pick. All right. But we can move on to the next one. I think the most prestigious one we have left is probably the sixth man of the year. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, we, well, we not, can... Not, you said, what did you say? Most men. Yeah. The next prestigious oh, one. I thought you said, men. like, the last one that... No. I was about to say we have, like, 20 more. Okay. No. You can continue, Coleman. Sorry. I thought you said something wrong. The next prestigious award that we ha- are going to talk about is probably the sixth man of the year. I think that would be the most... I think uh, I think me and Coleman go in on this together since yeah. we picked the same guy. Let's double dip. Double dip on this one. Pause. What? Is that, does that count as gay? No. Double dipping. No. Double fisting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go I ahead. I probably fit my whole face in my glove. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Stop. Go ahead. I'm not going to clap for that one. Um, <sighs> Damn. So I want to preface this by saying of the past one year or so, I think winners are no over the past. I have the stat here right here. Over the past 17 winners of six men of the year, 10 have been the season's highest scoring reserve. Um, and this year is actually going to be an exception. Oh, really? Emmanuel quickly does not. Emmanuel quickly does not have the highest amount of points scored when it comes to bench players. I think that goes to Christian Wood. In fact, he's down the list. I think he's like eighth or ninth or something like that when it comes to reserves and points scored per game. Uh, so up and away, he is not the highest. I think he's like four below, four points on average below. Um, but Christian Wood, I mean, he has more of a role, I think. I think he's not, I mean, I wouldn't really, I mean, he's a reserve, sure, but I would say he's more of a... I think he's not making as big of an impact on the team either, though. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's impacting the team as much as Emmanuel quickly impacts his team. That's what the six man is supposed to be. He's supposed to be the guy that comes off the bench and impacts your team. Exactly. Gives, gives your team an edge. Mm-hmm. and can. Uh, it's not all about scoring, but it, I mean... The more Russ, you score, the better, I guess. Russ was, I think, probably the favorite to win it, considering his role uh, just as a player has probably dropped off um, just in terms of overall, like, what teams expect out of him just due to his, you know, s- steady decline on the Lakers compared to when he was on the on the Thunder. He's doing a little better on the, on the Wizards. Uh, Clippers, though. Rockets. 
I can I can manage watching him on the Clippers. Yeah, he's being a good, he's a good six man on the Rockets or sorry on the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. Um, and and I think the um, I think that if he was playing the role that he's playing right now, if he were to play that the whole season, if he had done that, then I think sure he would have been the six man of the year. Yeah. But right now, I think Emmanuel quickly is the six man of the year. And I just I watched him the other night. He dropped like forty in one game. I mean, coming off the bench doing that, that's pretty crazy. And while individual performances don't dictate what you know a player will be. Uh, given in, in terms of awards at the end of the year, I still think that he has done that enough times and he's averaged enough points. I think he's at 13 or so. Um, he, he dishes the ball out. He's like somewhere around like six assists per game. I think some, I think, what is it? Do you have the, you have the stats here? Oh yeah. He, he's averaging 13.6, four rebounds, three assists. Oh, three assists. On 43% or 44% shooting, which is pretty good. I mean, very good. Um, and I think, uh, we'll talk about this later. I think he's very, he's very much so improved, and he's averaging almost a steal a game. So. Yeah, I think he's very much so improved over, um, over last year. And the Knicks are almost eight points better um, per 100 possessions when he's on the floor. Yeah, the, the team is better. The rotation's better. I think he will slowly fit into a starting position on that team. Who won six man of the year last year? Tyler Hero. Yeah. So back to back Kentucky boys, we like to see it. We, we do like, like it. But well, we would rather have them be MVPs. Than, yeah, no, uh, than that, six that, that's probably not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all can't make MVPs. You can just y'all make great bench players. We make great NBA players, but we cannot make the greatest NBA player in the league. <laughs> that's yeah. great. Well, that usually comes from overseas. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, All right, Brandon. What's my your pick, pick huh? for six man of the year is Malcolm Brogdon. Um, coming off the bench for the Celtics, you know, he's only averaging fourteen and a half points. Uh, four rebounds and four assists, which honestly isn't bad. I think the Celtics team is, you know, pretty well-rounded. So I think with him, you know, putting those stats up off the bench, fewer minutes, I think that's great for him. His field goal percentage is 48, almost 50. And if I'm not wrong, I think he has, yeah, he has the third highest three-point percentage in the NBA today of this season, I guess. So I think, you know, that's great for him. Coming off the bench. Little known fact, did y'all know that Al Horford has the second best three-point percentage this year? Trash. Well, has he taken like three? I don't like I don't, Al Horford. I don't know, dude. He's shooting 45, almost 46%. But I'm just saying, Malcolm Brogdon, I think he's doing a great job. Former Rookie of the Year in 2016. Um, With the Celtics, he might win a chip this year. Probably not. But I think his stats, I don't want to say are a little bit better than quickly, but I think those are two great picks this year and i think they're the two front runners um we'll move on to the next one we'll get with it um probably most improved yeah player. most improved player um coleman you go first so as i talked about last last award uh, i chose Emmanuel quickly and this award is also going to be Emmanuel quickly i think that he is maybe probably not going to win the most improved uh player award but i think that he is going to be on the list at least in the top five top ten all right um, um I have my most improved, which is SGA, which he he didn't he was an All Star last year, and now he's a top ten MVP candidate, and he's leading the OKC Thunder to a great record in the West. So I mean, he, he I feel in my opinion he's the most improved player in the league. Bro, cut me off. <laughs> Continue if you need to. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Make I your statement you stronger. No, I was just gonna say that he um, compared that his jump shot, his everything that he does, he's added so many aspects to his game. Emmanuel quickly has. Um, I was hearing a great analysis on the uh, the, the the Zach Lowe podcast, uh, the Low Post. I was hearing a great analysis from the Low Post podcast on Spotify. Uh, Zach Lowe does a great thing over there. Uh, I was listening to some of that. I, I really liked some of the points he made uh, from, I think it was a podcast made like 
week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a re- great points he made. Um, great stealing other people's ideas. It's not crazy. stealing. I, Are I you giving free shout outs right now? Come yeah, on. for real. I am giving Are we free not shout out to for this? something that, that so, so some, some great points that he made. All right, uh, Brandon, wh- who was your um, most improved? My most improved player is Jalen Brunson. Um, you know, switching from the Mavericks to the Knicks, most people thought that the Knicks had overpaid him this year, but I think Jalen Brunson has proved the Knicks fans wrong, and I think he's earned their love. I mean, last season, his points per game were 16, whereas this year he's up to 23. You know, he's upped his assists by almost two. His rebounds went down, but when he's making that many shots, he doesn't really need to rebound. I think with the Knicks record, I'm pretty sure they're the fifth seed this year. I didn't expect that. I don't know if y'all did. Nah, um, did not. I think, not. I think the Knicks made a great choice signing Jalen Brunson, and I think the Mavs made a poor choice not re-signing Jalen Brunson. That's okay. my statement. And to my point, uh, SGA's went up seven points from last year. So, I mean, that's that's a big jump, you know, especially leading his team to a better record. Yeah, they, they're not in the play anymore. They're in the playoffs. So, I think the Thunder will be the top five team in the next couple of years. If SGA doesn't win the MVP well, in the next couple of years, oh. I'll be very surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. Uh, so now moving on to coach of the year, which we all agreed is uh, the Kings coach, Mike Brown. He's done a great job with the organization and the team, and they're in the playoffs. They have one of the best uh, records in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're like – I think they're third in the West right now. They are yeah. third in the West right behind uh, Memphis. 43-29, and 29, right? Yeah. And um, I actually looked up their last season. They only won 30 games, so they were 30-52. and 52. So, I mean, that, that's a huge jump for him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, most people didn't expect this because I don't think they. Who did they draft last year? Like they don't have like a standout rookie, do they? I don't think so. All they have is a bunch of Kentucky guys. I mean, I mean yeah. must be the Darren Fox need. and Sabonis. I think this is like their first full season together, and I think it was a great trade for them. Yeah, they, Sabonis is playing really well right now. All they need now is Bam to rekindle the UK uh, team of um, what year was that? Twenty fifteen? Uh, no, it was fourteen. Darren Fox was drafted. Oh, 16 was yeah. Bam. Yeah, something like there. But yeah, they have they have three Kentucky players. I think they have Lyles as or they have uh, Malik Fox Monk and Monk. Just, just the Kentucky team. Yeah, uh, Sacramento Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one we'll talk about is Rookie of the Year. Um, Coleman, you can start again. All right, so my Rookie of the Year is someone who has been on the list, probably the top of the list for most of the year. He's kind of been season. falling off recently. Paulo Bancaro. I think he's doing really, really well this year. I didn't think he would do that well coming out of Duke. I thought it was kind of a weaker-ish draft class last year. But what? I agree. You yeah. agree? Okay. Yeah. Um, and his shooting hasn't been so well. You know, it's kind of getting getting worse as the season progresses. But I think he's still the most productive uh, rookie in the league. Um, and he, he doesn't shoot the three very well. Uh, his average is like 25%, something terrible. Trash. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, but... He could be a consistent outside threat if he works on that, you know, in the offseason. Uh, he's averaging almost 20 points, you know, six and a half boards, uh, almost four assists. And he's shooting 70% when he's in, inside the arc. Um, so it's it's pretty good. Uh, or, or sorry, around the basket. So, I mean, clo- not, I mean, he never, t- I mean, yeah, so inside the arc, but he never shoots like long range twos. I, I, I mean, he shouldn't is what I should say, um, but he doesn't as much. Um, and it. I think he is a very good passer. I think there's a potential for him to be one of the top passers in the league. I think he can dish it out um, better than a lot of players, especially on the Magic, which don't have, you know, 
it just doesn't have a, a robust amount of talent. Um, but I think that they are, I think they're making some good moves to the future. I think they're making some good investments for their future. And I think that they are a team to watch out for. My rookie of the year is Benedict Matherin uh, from Arizona. He's picked six to Indiana. Um, I don't know what to say about him besides he's actually doing a great job with Indiana Pacers. I know it's the Indiana Pacers and they're not doing great. But uh, he's averaging 16.6 points a game, four rebounds, uh, almost two assists, and 43% shooting, which is great for a rookie, uh, the field goal percentage. Field goal percentage. Um, yeah, I think he just had a good bit impact on his team and kind of came out of nowhere. Nobody really talked about him during draft night. And I think uh, the Pacers have a good he, – he plays shooting guard. It says uh, point forward, though, so he can kind of play the uh, one through three. And uh, he, he has great defensive presence as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the guy. I like him a lot better than Paulo game-wise. Maybe not – he doesn't have his great stats, but um, he's shooting better from three-point line than um, Paulo. He's almost shooting 40%. So. Well, I, sh I shoot better from behind the line than he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I, I just like him as a whole. So, uh, out of this weak draft class, that's that's who I'd have. It's, it's a good pick, Josh. Um, what are you running? Um I think, obviously, Paulo will win, but I think Jalen Williams should, you know, his case should be heard. Um, I really like Jalen Williams. Yeah, yeah. Too. Um, after, you know, he's averaging 13.6 this year. After the All-Star break, I believe he's averaging almost 20. I think it's 19. Yeah, 19.2, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, shooting 55. Um. His true stat or his advanced stats are a little bit better than Paulo. He's shooting almost sixty percent, you know, true shooting percentage. Um, his win rate is better, but I think that's only because you know the Thunder are a better team than the Magic. Um, what else? Just stop there. Yeah, that's that's why I think you know he should win. His defensive ratings are also a little bit better, and I think Paulo has kind of fallen off since All Star break. All right, I think moving on to our first annual Wild Card Awards. These are three awards that we came up with ourselves as a crew. And uh, the first one we're going to go with is actually the Wild Card Award, which is the most, uh, you don't know what you're going to get out of this guy on a night-to-night -night basis. Very inconsistent. Um, so yeah. let's see what everybody got. What would you get, Coleman? So I, uh, my pick for the Wild Card Award um, is going to be Sadiq Bey. He is probably the most inconsistent player in the entire league. When it comes to standard deviations between points scored, uh, he is up there with you know Jalen Green, Marcus Morris, uh, Reggie Jackson, uh, Gary Trent Jr. He's, he's up there with the players that you know they go out on the floor and you know you can't go on prize picks and lock them in for any you know expensive you know uh, oh I need to make I, I skipped work this week I need to make my I need to make I need to make sure I can pay my rent you know he's not one of those guys you want to go out and gamble on I gotta um, feed my kids man you know yeah you don't want to you know you don't want to put that on the table on Jeopardy. Uh, so uh, he is very inconsistent. He's a mediocre player. I'd say he's very young, so he has a chance to put that up. His ceiling is high. Uh, I kind of see a bit of Paul George in him. Um, I, could, I could see it. Is that crazy to say? Yeah. I, I think I think I see a bit of Paul George in him. Um, ever since he he's traded from the Pistons to Atlanta, uh, he has been better offensively. He shoot he shot the ball a little bit better, um, but I think he needs to improve his three point game. Uh, I think that ever since he's traded to Atlanta, he's received a, like not as much responsibility, which is unfortunate. But you know, you're gonna receive you're gonna receive a hell of responsibility when you go to, when you're in Detroit. I mean, 
I mean, it's Detroit. It's probably good on him, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's it's better. I think it's better for him to. No, it's not good on him because he's now he's receiving less. I know, but, yeah, but would you rather less play pressure on him. less and like make I'd, a playoff team, or would you rather play more, have to shine every night, and you know you still lose? Well, you don't have to shine. I'd rather him be playing in the NBA more, so he gets more time. I don't care if he does well or not; it's going to give him more experience. Um, I mean, he, he, I don't. I wouldn't say he could be a star in the league, but I mean, star is like stars. What you determine a star is it's it's kind of variable, like what you classify it as. Like Chris Middleton, for example, could be considered a star, but he doesn't, you know. He's not like a, a super high scorer. He's not a right. We understand. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we yeah. get you. We get you. So yeah, Sadiq Bay is my is my wild card player of the year. Good yeah. Day, good day. All right. Uh, I'm for my first wild card award uh, winner. I'm gonna go Jalen Green again. Another young guy, maybe figuring himself out in the league, but again, one of the uh, lowest um, standard deviations, as Coleman mentioned before. Uh, Sadiq Bay might be a little lower on that list. I can't remember, but. Um, Jalen Green's up there, and when I, if I want to watch the Rockets for some odd reason, uh, you either get a really good athletic Jalen Green, or you get somebody that doesn't show up to the game, and uh, that he just—you never know what you're gonna get. Maybe he'll figure it out. Maybe he'll find his footing when the Rockets get a little bit better. Uh, but right now, he's m- very much a wild card, and uh, I don't know if that was a good Rockets pick or not. So we'll see. Hi, Brandon. My pick is Kyle Kuzma. Um, He's having a, a great season this year, but sometimes it's it's like he like forgets how to play basketball. I mean, you know, for 25 minutes he goes out there and drops seven points, and then the next night he drops 33. I, I don't know how he does it, you know, regains his skill, but it, it's just... He's taking games off without taking games off. Yeah, I mean, a couple times, you know, he, he plays for 38 minutes, drops 10, next night drops 30 again. So it's like, I don't know, man. I just think... Kyle Kuzma, although he's having a great season, if he was way more consistent, he might be in talks for most improved player. But I really think his inconsistency is letting him down. I agree. So next we're going to talk about the best poker face award, which is the most clutch NBA player uh, in the league right now. Um, Coleman, you go ahead and go first, man. You know, casuals would say, oh, I love De'Aaron Fox, or oh, I love DeMar DeRozan. I mean, I, I think DeMar DeRozan's a less casual pick. I think the most casual pick would be De'Aaron Fox, even though I'm a Kentucky fan. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler is a slept-on clutch player, all right? When you look at it, when you look at clutch shooting, there's a lot of sources. There's a lot of, you know, different stats that people make up. Um, there's clutch. There's clutch squared. There's garbage time points. There's normal basketball points. Um, and there's effective field goal percentage for those types of shots. And when you look at someone like Jimmy Butler, he has the highest clutch squared percentage um, of all of these players that are in the top, you know, SGA, Luka, Trey Young, Darren Fox, DeMar DeRozan. He's up there at 3.2% of his shots that he takes are clutch percentage shots. And he makes a lot of them. He's at 60 or 56% uh, he makes of clutch shots. That's an effective, effective field goal percentage of clutch shots, which are shots that are at the end of the game, the most defense are being played on that shots. The most, in, the, you know, the crowd is into it at that point. They play a lot of games away from the away from the stadium uh, in Miami, and they, it's, it's a lot of pressure on someone like Jimmy Butler, and he nails it down every single time. Well, not you know, fifty six percent of the time, but you know, you know what I mean. All right, well, uh, for the quote unquote casual fan picking yeah, De'Aaron Fox, I'm sorry that he's the most clutch player in the NBA right now. No, I mean, casual. he has the most clutch points in the NBA. Fact, he takes sixty uh, percent of his team's shots in the clutch. Fact. And he makes 55% of them. Fact. It's over 50%. So if I put the ball in Jimmy Butler's hands or 
De'Aaron Fox since I'd rather have De'Aaron Fox taking it. And that's what Sacramento's done, and they've ro uh, rode him. What do you mean by that? Pause. To a great uh, winning record, I mean, in the West. So, I mean, you could say he's the reason they're doing so well, which I agree, but at the same time, he's just being clutch. He's being that guy. He is him. That's pretty much how I see it. And his team agrees, so he give, they give him the ball uh, crunch time. And, and also garbage time. More than double of the percent of the of the shots that De'Aaron Fox takes uh, that compared to Jimmy Butler's is during garbage time. All they do is just he's a garbage time player. He takes it's a hundred. trash man. Jimmy Butler's garbage time is garbage percentage is fifty six point seven, whereas no, his garbage Fox, no his no his garbage percentage is six percent. What are you looking at? Effective field goals. You're talking about the percentage of player shots. We're talking yeah, about. I'm, I'm talking. Well, he, yeah, he he. Jimmy Butler takes a higher he, he makes a higher percentage of garbage time shots, but he also takes half of the percentage. So he's more effective. How many does he take? How many is he taking? All field goals. All field goals? He takes well six point three oh all field uh, he's six point three percent garbage time. I didn't ask. How many field goals? I don't I don't have the no, exact Which number pulled up. Oh, he he is, is it fifty two. Is it the normal one? Fifty two. Fifty two. It's forty six. Where are you seeing that? Where are you seeing that? Fifty two. He does take he does take half, but at the same time, it, how many clutch shots is he taking? Uh clutch shots with clutch or clutch squared. Just clutch. Seventy seven. Okay, he's taking a lot less. The Aaron Fox is he taking 173. A higher, he makes a higher percentage of him. He makes a 1% higher percentage. And he hasn't taken nearly as half. He hasn't even taken half as many shots as De'Aaron Fox. So that's that's why I picked De'Aaron Fox. We're not going to debate it. I'm just I'm just saying. Go ahead, Brandon. You, who's your pick? Uh, my pick is DeMar DeRozan. Um, I think DeMar DeRozan, with his mid-range game, the Bulls rely on him a lot in clutch time. And I think he's the best pick on the Bulls. I mean, I can't remember a time where I've watched Jamar DeRozan not hit a clutch shot, truthfully. I'm being honest with you. And you obviously don't watch the Bulls too much. That's okay. Well, because, you know, in the clutch, he's there. But usually, you know, they're losing. If it's mid-range. Yeah, usually they're losing, though. So, like, yeah, I understand. But I think he's the pick for most clutch. I mean, he makes, what is what is that? Clutch squared. Shots crucial to game outcome. He, he has 35. So, I mean, you know, that's the best in the NBA. So, I mean, clearly, I'm not saying, he's better than Jimmy Butler. I like De'Aaron Fox, but Jimmy Butler was a little out of nowhere. No, it wasn't. Okay. But that's that's my best poker face player of the year so far, De'Aaron Fox. Or DeMar DeRozan, my fault. <laughs> yeah, don't be trying to steal my picks. My man. fault, my fault, game. All right, so our last award as a wild card crew, we came up with a kind of funny award, the Joker Award. So, like, the most memed player in the NBA. Somebody that we can just poke fun at the rest of the rest of the off season, you know, has done some stupid things in the season. Uh, Coleman, go ahead. Who's your pick? Uh, well, I want to preface this by saying if it was my choice, I would have chosen the person that Josh chose, but apparently we have to choose different players to make it more interesting. I so, picked him first. You can't right. just steal yeah, my pick. Wow, wow, wow. Picked him first. But my my player, as much as I think that he is kind of overhated, I still think it's funny to clown on Russ. Um, you know, I've said before, you know, it. I mean, I say it's funny, but I mean, I I still think it's sad how much like hate he gets. Um, but to be honest, it is it is funny to see someone who goes from MVP up and away, averaging a triple double, to someone who's a six player, six man. You know, I, I think the downfall is sad. I think it's funny to see his fails on Twitter. Thank you. All right, mine would be the obvious choice in recent weeks, especially. Um, I had uh, Dylan Brooks from the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies organization as a whole is kind of like just a big meme. But 
It I mean, is. I get, yeah, People I mean, make fun of John Morant because of what yeah. happens. And anyway, Dylan Brooks and the whole uh, Memphis organization is kind of just a big meme. And uh, Dylan Brooks the other night tried to have a jersey swap with Kyrie, and Kyrie didn't even want his jersey. Uh, so it. Do you just, think Kyrie was lying with the reasoning behind yeah, it? Yeah, didn't he say he like didn't even notice or something? He didn't notice. He was in his head. He's definitely that. lying. He Maybe. doesn't want Kobe's Kobe's jersey, LeBron's jersey, and then. Uh, well, him and Kobe actually had beef. Yeah, he he thought Kobe couldn't clamp him down. I know, yeah. but he had okay, but he had Kobe's jersey. Kobe gave him a jersey. LeBron gave him a jersey. He don't want a Dylan Brooks jersey yeah. on his wall right next to that. Are you serious? Yeah, you well, don't I mean, want that. Who jersey. does? How many? How many jerseys does Dylan Brooks even sell? He getting clowned. Besides one, besides one that like people use as kindling to start their fires. <laughs> well, did you see that he has lost like almost? I want to say it's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in fines this year. Really? Yeah, and he just said it's just paper. Change to a Personally, I would take that paper if yeah, he doesn't. You don't have your it. money up. Facts. All right. Anyway, back to the thing. Dylan Brooks, uh, clown, and stuff he does with Draymond Green the other night is just—it's funny to watch, and it's just a meme. Really, he's just a walking meme. Did you see Clay Thompson counting how many rings he had to yeah, Dylan Brooks? That was pretty bench. funny. Yeah. Um, he, he's just a meme. Yeah. All right, uh, Brandon, your pick. Uh, my pick is another Grizzlies player, John Morant. Um. If he hadn't have done that thing with the gun, he wouldn't be on this list. But because he did, he's the Joker award. Um, you know, he what he was doing with the gun, have no idea. He said it wasn't even his, so why would he be flexing it? Don't know. Um, Who cares? Yeah, exactly. He went to Florida to get counseling. Really, I think he, I mean, he didn't really mess up. Yeah, the we Grizz- talked to him. We talked to him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I changed his mind about it. But, you know, if he hadn't have done that, he, he would be still an MVP conversation. He wouldn't have won. But, you know, he would have, you know, people would have respected him. And now he has to build the NBA's trust again because people don't, you know, respect him. And now he's coming off the bench. Probably won't happen for long. But I just think it was a stupid move by him. And that's why he is the Joker Award winner in my perspective. All right. Those are our NBA awards. So, yeah, those are the first annual Wild Cards Awards. And not to be confused because one of them is called the Wild Card Award. But the Wild Cards Award, plural, those three, will be completed next year. Um, I want to... Move on to our game picks for last week and how our week went, which was not pretty bad. Or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, because we did have that break for spring break. Um, Yeah, sorry to leave y'all hanging for that one. I know. I know y'all missed us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Well, some of us. And the... I think we should go. So, what were our records for last week? Um, wanna, Josh I, went six and seven. That was the best. I just want to put that out there. That was the best record. <laughs> this week was uh, very, very, they were it was very bad. Poor. It was bad. Yeah, <laughs> Coleman we were all ready for spring break. Five and eight. I do want to say that it, it is because we when we pick these games, we pick games that are like supposed to be good games. So well, we also these, didn't know KD was going to right. roll his ankle when at the we start of the these, game. Yeah, when we picked these games, we didn't know KD would be out so long. So some of the Suns games would be a little different. And we do pick games that are like really toss up. We don't pick. Like Bucks versus Rockets, we we pick. Yeah, we don't pick well, NBA we did pick cash. I mean, we did pick Nets at Wolves. That was a pretty clear. And winner, we picked but, no, Nets really. at Nuggets, and we all picked Nuggets, and that's one somehow because yeah. Jokic didn't show up. But yeah, I went six and seven. Coleman went five and eight, and I, after my historic performance, I went three and ten. Two Back weeks to normal. Ago, so <laughs> so yeah. overall, right now, I'm twenty eight and 53.8 percent. I'm 23 and 29 at 44.2 percent, and I'm 22 and 30 at 42.3. Bringing up the rear. Yeah, but I'll be up next week. Chug it, chug it, chug it. Yeah, we see. All right, we're gonna rapid fire through these real quick. Super quick. So I'll I'll do Friday, and then one of y'all. Just I'll do back Saturday. Forth. Yeah, we'll just go. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So all he right. knows all the game. He knows all the days of the week. Do you want a sticker? So Friday we have uh, five seed Miami versus number one Houston. I picked Houston. 
Uh, I picked Houston too. Wait, I think we all picked Houston. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have them winning my March Madness thing, so clearly I need them to win this game. Yeah. Marcus Sasser's back, and uh, that Houston has a lot of guards. Miami has guards, but Houston's guards are better than Miami's guards, and Houston has a down low presence. That's pretty much the game yeah. summary. And then we have number three seed Xavier versus number two Texas. Uh, we all picked Texas. I feel like for the same reasons, they have uh, tough guards, and they have a down low presence. Players Xavier. on Xavier were beefing. Yeah, oh. they, they were beefing. They were fighting. They had the uh, yeah, coaching staff. Had to I think that builds a team together. I, I like that. Not in March. I do like that a little I, bit. I like it. I competition. Mean, maybe He's, not in March, but I like it. I think it builds them together. But I just think I mean, stress the, is high, the big the Big East, Xavier, big East, I yeah. don't think they play the same competition as Texas. It is a toss-up game for me. But after seeing Marquette lose to Michigan State, I think that Xavier will lose to a higher seed, Texas. All right. Uh, 76ers at Warriors. Me and Brandon picked the Warriors. Uh, Coleman picked the 76ers. Uh, I only picked the Warriors just because they're at home and they do really great yeah. at home. So that's they that's do. They're on a really pretty good win streak for home. But I also think that 76ers are a good team and Joel Embiid's going to go there, shoot 450 free throw attempts, and maybe make half of them and win. All right. And then the Suns at Kings. Uh, we all picked the Kings. Light the beam, you know. And that's only be- I like Devin Booker. I love Devin Booker. He's one of my favorite players. But. He can't do it all by himself. Aiton's out right now. Kevin Durant's out right now, and that bench is just hor- not horrific, but it's not great. Yeah. So I it's, mean, cr- it's horrific in my opinion. And uh, even if it comes down to clutch shots, you know, De'Aaron Fox got that in his bag. So, uh, yeah, I picked <coughs> the Kings. Okay. For Saturday, we have Bucks at Nuggets. Me and Coleman picked the Bucks. Josh picked the Nuggets. They're both the one seed in each of their conferences. So, Josh, why did you pick the Nuggets? They're just at home, and uh, I like Jokic to come off. Uh, He's not had a great few weeks, so maybe he'll come back and play against Giannis and play really good. And play really uh, well. Play, yeah, play really well. I'm sorry for my grammar. Yeah. But um, as well as uh, they're just an efficient team and they're at home, so I, I like their odds. Yeah, I think I chose the Bucks because I think they want to show the, you know, this. some could say this could be the NBA Finals because they're both the one seed. I just think the Bucks want to have the best record in the NBA, so I think they want to keep pushing, steamroll through the Nuggets. Uh, the, the next game on Saturday, 76ers at Suns. Josh chose the Suns. Me and Coleman chose the 76ers. Josh, um, why'd you choose the Suns? Uh, I just don't think they're going to go on a losing streak uh, this late in the season. I think Den Booker is going to pull them out and be good. Uh, but also DeAndre Ayton shouldn't be out that long. I think he's only going to be out a few games. So he'll be back to guard um, free throw merchant. and Quote-unquote guard. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I feel, and they're at home, so I, I, I like to watch the Suns at home. They yeah. usually win those games. So I feel like that's a great matchup. Yeah, I, I like that matchup really. It's a toss-up for me, but mm-hmm. I, I just go with uh, Devin Booker and the Suns. Then that last game on Saturday that we have is Nets at Heat. We all chose the Heat on probably for the same reason. It's a home game. Nets aren't the same after losing KD, Kyrie, and um, – they're different though. I wouldn't say they're the same, but they're also structured. They're not bad. I like. No, I yeah. like how they are. I like. That. They just need a big star. That's all they need. Yeah, they just they're lacking that one player. They're I the opposite of the Suns. They're not star powered. They're more of a bench role star. You if know, they got saying? one more pick out of that deal. I think they would have won the trade. All right, go ahead, come on. Uh, next on Sunday, we have one game. We have the Bulls at the Lakers. Uh, we all have chosen the Lakers to beat the Bulls. Um, LeBron won't be back, but we have Austin Reeves, AR fifteen. He's going to drop forty five on the Bulls. Thank you. Well, I don't know. Alex Caruso could have a revenge game. Uh, I don't see it. that happening. But the only revenge game he needs to he needs to get back at his barber. Revenge is hairline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so on Monday, the only game we have is the 76ers at Nuggets. We all pick Nuggets. Uh, it's actually a um, pretty good game. Yeah, I just think 
the 76ers being on the road for like this week, I think they'll be tired. Yeah. And coming to, you know, the Joker's house. I mean, it should be a great matchup between the two best centers in the league, though. It is hard to play in Denver because of the elevation. Oh, yeah. Um, the next game on Tuesday, we only have one. Heat at Raptors. Um, I chose the Raptors home game. They're trying to make a push in the playoffs. I mean, I believe right now they're at the nine seed, so they'd have to be in the play-in. I think... So are the Heat. This heat I mean, the Heat are there, but they, they yeah. still want to maintain their spot. So that's, that's what I'm saying, but I think... Yeah, I get why y'all chose the Heat. I think it'd be a great game. Yeah, I mean, it's a playoff game. You know? Yeah, it's a playoff play-in game. The Raptors, I, I mean, I don't think they can afford to lose this one. And with the home advantage, I think they should push it out. I think with Jimmy Butler's experience, I think they win that game. Yeah. But, but it's okay. Uh, go ahead, Coleman. Uh, next on Wednesday, the last day of the week that we have, or the last day that we have picks, we have three games. We have Ma- First, we have Mavs at 76ers. We all have the 76ers winning that game. Uh, I think the Mavs are not, especially when they're on the road, they are not a complete team just yet. I think that they need another piece. If, if they're going to win, they got to win soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Clippers at Grizzlies. We have the Grizzlies clearing the Clippers. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah, yep, John Morant will probably be a starter by this time um, on next Wednesday. Did and- everybody see uh, Skip Bayless? It's a parade inside my city. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Clippers also lost Paul George. I don't know. I think it's hyperextended his knee out for two yeah, to three weeks. That was a, that was a very rough we thing. Watched that. I watched that. I watched it live, and then I showed the boys here, and it was, yeah, wow. We had to look away. Yeah, my knee hurt just watching it. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Heat at Knicks. We all have chosen the Knicks mm-hmm. to win. We all chose it. I think this is very locked in. From the very beginning, we all knew we were going to choose the Knicks. Yep. The Knicks are just, I think, I think I, the Heat... If I had to put my life on the line, I'm picking the Knicks. You yeah, know? I, I, it wasn't even a question Well, it's for tough Josh. to go to Madison Square Garden and Julius Randle, Jalen Bronson. Well, speaking of the Julius Randle, he did drop, what, almost 60? I think it was 57, yeah, 58. 57. And he lost to my Wolves. How do you lose to the Wolves without and yeah, without a poverty Kat? franchise. That, that was, was bad. That I mean, was I think the only time, the only reason he got 57, 58 was because he was kind of pogging I mean, the I think they were feeding it through him. They I were mean, feeding it to him, yeah. Pause. Um, but, yeah. I mean, what do you want from him, bro? Mitchell Robinson plays 28 minutes and doesn't score. So, I mean... You yeah. have two star players who combine for three points, and one doesn't score, and the other one only scored three. So they definitely planned that before the game. They're just like, let's let's see how many Randall could get. Yep. All right. So but that yeah, those con- are those are our pick. Or sorry, you, Brennan, you say it. Uh, those are our picks for this week, and uh, I believe that concludes this week's episode of the Wild Cards Podcast. Um, um, make sure to follow us on all our socials. Our Instagram is Show Wild Cards. We've been posting on there recently, so please show us some love. And the TikTok is at the wild cards podcast so yeah definitely make sure to follow us on there yeah, i've been posting a lot on tiktok that's for sure tiktok is where we need you guys the most make sure to send the videos to your friends and you know boost our likes up please yep uh if you guys enjoyed make sure to hit the follow button on spotify and on all of our social medias you can find the link tree in the description of our tiktok and our instagram it's probably easier to go through our instagram um and yeah we're gonna have a podcast same time next week we only did that break last week because it was spring break we just couldn't manage to Line up the schedules there. Um, but yeah, for the rest of... How was of, everybody's spring break, by the way? Yeah, I just want to put that on there. Uh, just just send us a message on Instagram. Tell us how your spring break was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, let us know. Uh, my spring was great. Thank you guys for asking. Um, and uh, I don't really care how Josh and Brandon's <laughs> spring break was. So yeah, we'll send it off. I'm Coleman Madlin. I'm Brandon Harkey. I'm your boy, Joshua Sykes. Till next his, time. Are See you his boy? Yeah, I'm <laughs> the boy. I'm, right, I'm the man. Yeah, get out of here. Peace. See you.